0: I am talking, talking, talking to you.
1: And the talk just keeps on coming. TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Job hunting is a full-time job these days for millions of unemployed Americans. We'll talk to an expert for tips on how to pitch yourself to employers and a lot more. Some
0: of these resume databases today have over 30 million resumes in them. I have yet to meet a recruiter who does resume database searches who looks at more than the top 20.
1: Then, as the U.S. population ages, countless seniors and their children face big challenges. You might be surprised at what we learned. That one year that we thought maybe she had to live turned into 11. Uh, really changed her life around, and we saw you didn't have to be a doctor or a nurse to have a big impact on seniors. Those two stories, and a lot more, are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. The program gets underway right after this. InfoTrack. The weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitty. The economy may be coming back, but millions of Americans are still standing in unemployment lines. If you aren't looking for a job these days, chances are you know someone who is. InfoTracks' Roy Mackey is here with an expert who can
2: help. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Martin Yate, author of the book Knock 'em Dead The Ultimate Search Guide. And he's here with some tips for pretty much anyone in today's workforce. Well, I think most people think this is probably the worst environment in which to look for a job in our lifetimes. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Oh, absolutely. I've been in the career field since uh, about 73. We've had uh, recession causing significant job loss every 7 to 10 years since then. This is the worst of them because I think every time since 1980, When the first bank in New York started to put personal computers on desks, every recession has led to employers trying to introduce the next wave of technology to save costs when we come out of the recession. This time, there is such a major restructuring of the way we do business around the world. It's changing the way we will work in the future forever. And people who are caught in this downturn have another challenge because now the entire recruitment process for corporations has moved to the Internet. So that has changed the way we look for jobs. So for anyone who's looking for a job today, you haven't been in this world before, and it takes a whole new approach.
2: When someone loses their job today, do we know what the average length of time is that it takes to land another job?
0: You know, there's an old saying, a month for every $10,000 you earn, and that's such a crock. I remember many years ago talking to a an executive who told me that, and he said, so it's going to take me about two years to find the next job, and he proceeded to take 18 months off. He never got to work at his prior level. The competition, the higher up the ladder you go, the more fierce the competition. That's a given. But desperate as times have been in the last year for people looking for jobs, we are a very large economy. People are finding jobs. Companies are hiring. But if we don't recognize certain things, the world we were raised in doesn't exist anymore. No one taught us about job search and career management at school. We've never really paid any attention to it. And when you think about it, we're somewhere in the middle of a half-century work life. Statistically, we're going to change jobs every four years. There's these economic turndowns coming down every seven to ten years. And we're going to have three or more distinct careers in a lifetime.
2: If you had to choose the maybe two biggest mistakes that most job seekers make, what would the top two be?
0: I guess the first one has to do with a resume. We typically, when we come to a job search, we get the old resume out and dust it off and add the latest job. And that's simply not going to work in this day and age because we are trying to tell a story of everything we've done and try to be all things to all people. Companies aren't hiring Swiss Army knights. Companies have never hired Swiss Army knights. When a job is added to the payroll... It's because it's been thought out and argued out that if we don't add this person at this level with this job type in this salary range of the payroll, it's going to be costing us money and profits in the following ways. Then they very clearly codified the job. We really need to teach people how to deconstruct what employers are looking for and create a template for themselves so they can say, when employers are looking to hire someone like me, this is what they call it. These are how they prioritize their needs. These are all the needs employers have for someone like me. Here's what I bring to the table. And then you have a template on which to write a resume that tells the story. The age of getting a resume on your desk and having you look at it has pretty much gone. I do show ways you can do that, but for most people, that resume is going to be delivered through the internet, and it's going to go into a resume database. Some of these resume databases today have over 30 million resumes in them. I have yet to meet a recruiter who does resume database searches who looks at more than the top 20. So we've got to create a resume that's going to get pulled up out of the database, number one, and number two, is going to resonate when he actually sees it. Most of us, when we come out of school, can do one or two jobs, which we go after. Five years down the road, there's probably two or three jobs we can do. Twenty years down the road, there's half a dozen jobs we can do. Now, in a tight economy, what we need to do, number one, is saying, of these half dozen jobs, if my most urgent need is putting food on the table and keeping a roof over my head, I need to go after the job that I can nail, that I can make the best sales pitch for, that will be the easiest sell for me and the easiest buy for the company. We then deconstruct that target job and build a prime resume around that target job. For the other jobs we can do, we simply make a copy of it, give it another title, and edit it to tell the slightly different story. Those are the resumes. We post in the resume data banks, and we send in general responses when we can identify a specific company that we're responding to. What we should do is take the job posting in the resume and see if there's anything they require that we can do that isn't in our resume and add it in. And then to look at the wording they use. And maybe they use a wording for one of your skills that you have but you don't use their words. Change the words on it. If they are describing the job exactly as you are describing it, take the words that are mirrored in their job posting in your resume and highlight it on your electronic resume because it's going to be pulled up out of the database and then human eyes will see it and it will help the key points jump out.
2: It sounds like a lot of the things we've talked about so far are geared towards major corporations and their online application process. How does that translate to maybe a medium or small company?
0: Once we get to a company that has any kind of organized recruitment, human resources, activities, which is pretty much companies above 50, 60 people, this is going to apply. Now, small companies, and we should recognize that startup and growth companies have always been the engine of growth in America. And this is especially interesting for older workers who are feeling the pinch of age discrimination. Startup companies, the small companies tend to be started by men and women in their 40s and 50s they are more as likely as anyone possibly more likely to recognize that your experience making your mistakes on someone else's payroll and your ability to think outside the box and be able to do more than one job is going to make you perhaps more desirable than the younger worker so it's important not to just go after jobs in the big companies, but also to look at the small companies that aren't so well-structured because there's a lot of opportunity there and you're going to be valued more.
2: When someone loses a job, it's often a good time to reevaluate where they are and consider a career change. Any advice on that? Because I know you mentioned a moment ago, there, particularly for older workers, there may be a number of different jobs that they could do.
0: Yes, career change is a difficult thing, and people say this, oh, you've lost your job, it's time for a career change. So we've got to be realistic about these things. If the prime motivation is putting food over the table and a roof over your head, you don't want to start chasing a completely alien career. It's not a smart thing to do. Yet, chase after the jobs you can get, and maybe spend a little time pursuing that changed career if you have no choice. But to pursue the change career in a different area, you've got to research it. You need to speak to people who are working in that field and find out how that profession works and find bridges of connectivity between what you are doing and what they are doing. The best time to change careers is to start thinking about it when you've got a job and work towards it over a period of time. Because career changes means going back to the beginning, loss of earnings, and it's much better if you can move into it gradually at a time of your choosing rather than when you've been thrust into unemployment.
2: Some of the conventional job hunting wisdom involves networking. Is that still a good resource? Because I know some people in certain industries who say everyone in my network is now out of a job. Well, networking has changed,
0: and this is one of the benefits that the Internet has brought to us. You know, it used to be we were in a job hunt, and we think we've got a network. And it turns out we only know 25, 30 people that we've kept in touch with, and we can annoy the heck out of them in 30 days so they won't take our calls anymore. But with the Internet, we can join these social networks, and I write a lot about this in the book. And we can also use social networking in other approaches we can integrate it into other approaches in job hunting now social networking is very useful there are many many social networking sites perhaps two of the best known facebook and linkedin when you go on these sites and join up you get to fill out a profile now if you're using it for job searching and headhunters and recruiters use these social networks to recruit your profile should be your resume It makes you visible to recruiters. It allows you to reach out to people. Let's say we'd heard about a senior job posting at Last Chance Electronics. So we send the resume into the database. Let's go to LinkedIn and let's see if we can find people who work at Last Chance Electronics. Hmm. If we're going to be working for the chief finance officer, let's see if we can find the name of the chief finance officer or the controller or an accounting manager who does work or who has worked at Last Chance Electronics. Then we can approach them through the social network and get into direct contact with someone rather than waiting for our resume to be pulled up out of the database.
2: We often read that the unemployment rate is much higher than the official numbers because of the number of people who have given up looking for work or who, at the very least, are underemployed. How does someone keep their head up after months and months of looking?
0: It's very difficult. It's a bad economy, but it's a big economy. There are jobs out there. I've just got to be smarter, and I've got to refocus myself. The good thing about this is job search and career management, it ain't brain surgery. We can learn how to do it, we can learn how to do it quickly, and we can get back on track.
2: Very good information. Martin Yate, the author of the book, Knock 'Em Dead, The Ultimate Job Search Guide, thank you for joining us on InfoTrack.
0: It's been my pleasure.
2: And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, people just keep getting older,
1: but what will become of millions of aging baby boomers? The surprising answer, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.